Friday, ladies and gentlemen. If you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to that channel. Share the video if you, uh, if you are. I lost my, my train of thought. If you're watching on Facebook and if you're watching on any of the podcasts, please leave a five-star review if you feel this is worthy, and I trust that you will. So my guest today is actually ill. So I just got an email about 20 minutes ago saying that she is sick and will not be on today. So I will be doing a solo broadcast because I didn't want to try to bring someone in with only 15 minutes to spare. And we're going to talk about the successes that I'm having with my new program and how it can help you. But first... I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what, like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. All right, so again, with the solo cast, it will be about, about a half an hour or so, so we're not going to go a full hour of you listening to me ramble on about my program, even though my program's kind of awesome. All right, so today we're going to talk about how to move on from things that hurt you. So if you guys listen to this show enough, you know, I talk about the passing of my father a good amount. And so moving on from something that hurts you doesn't mean that you're forgetting about what hurt you. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to continue to hurt you. It's just, it just shows that you're, you're, you're stepping into what happened you find the teachable moments, and then you use those moments to inspire other people. Like, that's the, the fastest way that I know of. And again, I'm no doctor. I'm no therapist. So I don't try to be one. I'm just going on my 47 years of being human and how I've dealt with tragedies and loss and pain and grief over the years. So just take what would I say with a grain of salt. If you feel you need deeper, then, you know, seek out the, the proper medical medical people. And then other than that, I'm just going to share my stories and my experiences with you. So I was telling someone earlier today in my gym, you know, she had she had tears in her eyes that life was throwing her some, some curveballs. And I started talking to her about, you know, when I found out that dad was sick and he was down at the gym and he was measuring a wall. He was going to put an extender on what one of the jumping walls for us. And, you know, he, he looked for the most part him himself. Like, I noticed, like, he was getting winded a little easier than normal. At the time, he was 78, about to be 79. And and then just watching that progression of as he got sicker and sicker and as he started to lose weight and as his voice started to change and he had to have have us 
us kids could go down to to help them, whether it's carry stuff or move stuff or help them work on stuff. Or, you know, my son would go down to help him work on cars. And, you know, like he just started to need a lot of help during those times. And sitting back and watching that, yeah, it was it was very painful to watch. But at, again, as I'm watching it, I'm sit, I'm thinking about what are the teachable moments here? Because it's very easy to just say, oh, my dad's sick. He may pass away and the whole world is going to end. But I've always been a very rational person. And I knew at some point, you know, you're going to lose your parents at some point. And so figure he said he was pushing 80. And I, I was fortunate enough to have him for 45 years. And it's just his time has come. And so does it suck not having him here in the flesh? Absolutely. Yes, it does. But, but he left a whole lot behind, a whole lot of teachable moments behind. So like as I go through and I talk about his life and I talk about what happened, I talk about the way he was there for all seven of us children and how he was there for all the events. Like those are all positive things. And now sometimes when I tell the story, I will get choked up. Sometimes I will have tears streaming because again, the loss, the hurt, it's it's always going to be there. It's like, you're never going to not hurt when you lose someone. And that can even be taken with, I don't want, I don't want to say, say, you know, domestic assault. I've never, I've never experienced it. Well, actually, I can't say that. I actually have. And uh, I was on the receiving end. I was never on the giving end. I was on the receiving end. But it's one of those things that 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 pain, like I got punched in the mouth, I got scratched, I got bit. And it, when I look back and I think and I think about that, I say, like, how did I not see this coming? And again, this isn't victim shaming. Again, I'm talking about me. Right. So other people that, that, that it happens to, this is not on them. This is about me. And that's always just like, how, how did I not see that coming? Like, how did I let things escalate to that level? And then I sit there and I, again, I plucked out the teachable moments that, that uh, could have kept that situation from happening. And then my son got into a situation with his ex-girlfriend and same thing as we're, as we're talking through, I'm trying to let him see, okay, see, but this is where you put yourself in, in the wrong, even though she attacked him. But this, these are the steps that you took that also played a role in what happened. See, so accepting both parts of what happened will help the healing process further because only you can control what you feel. And we like to think that outside forces can directly affect us. And they can, but only if we allow it. Right. So someone could come in in the room right now and say, Rob, you're dumb, bald people are ugly, you know, you should dye your gray hair. And and I don't have to let any of that, any of that affect me. So if you let something like that affect you, you gotta look within and figure out why. And like nobody wants to hear that because it's so much easier to say, hey, it's their fault. You know, they hurt me, they did this to me. But you gotta sit back and see, like, all right, so why am I letting that bother me? It's like when when I talk on panels about race and ra- racism and that stuff, and people always say, like, what would you do if someone came up and called you the N-word? It's like, I would do absolutely nothing because I I took away the power from that word ages ago. Ages ago, it means nothing to me. It's just another word in the dictionary. So I chose that path. Like, I, I get to choose what hurts me. I get to choose what makes me smile. I get to choose what makes me laugh. And once you have that level of control, no one outside can hurt you. 
they they can't do it. I mean, unless someone physically attacks you, but mentally they, they can't hurt you unless you give them control over your emotions. And you guys hear me talk about that emotional mastery. I did the show with Noble Gibbons talking about emotional intelligence. I did the show with Andrew Cap talking about the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. It's like, no matter how many different ways you hear this from how many different, different people, it's all still the same. It's like you're in control of what hurts you. And so, and even if you still end up getting hurt, you're in control of how you come out of it. So, and there's no right or wrong amount of time. Like there are people who, who lost their parent, you know, decades ago that, that are still processing what happened. And that's fine. Like I was working with a gentleman now, his mother passed away 35 years ago and I'm helping him, you know, create, create that story and finding the teachable moments so he himself can move on from it. And then he can speak more about it. He's a podcast host as well. So he can speak more about it with his audience and he can help other people that are having issues processing the loss of a loved one. And so that's why, well, when I have a guest on anyway, it says up above us, you know, your true power lies in your story. And that's what that means. Cause something is going to happen to someone at some point in life. Everyone, like no one's gonna gonna you know just skate through unscathed. Even the most the most privileged, the most the most wealthy, they're gonna struggle with something. And so it's about how you came out of that struggle. What did you learn from that struggle? What can you use from that struggle to inspire someone else or to teach someone else something? And then that's where you heal because now you're taking that mess. You're turning it into a message and you're using it to help other people and could possibly even save other people's lives who are feeling what you felt and them hearing the journey of how you pulled yourself out of it and how you got to the other side. That's where the power is. And you can turn it into a blog. You can turn it into a book. You can turn it into a web series. You can turn it into a podcast. You can speak on stages. You can speak on virtual stages. You can speak in local colleges or local schools. And I'm sorry, and inspire the next generation. Right. So see, that's the downside of not script scripting out my talks. When I lose, I, I kind of get stuck for a second. But hey, we're all human. It happens. We move along. All right. So I want to share quickly my program. Speak about yourself out loud. All right. So I'm going to share my screen. To the booklet itself. All right, so I have three people going through this so far. Well, actually, one just graduated, and he's doing amazing things. He actually just sent me a great testimonial, which I'm going to put out for everyone to hear because he he did a great job. So we worked together for about a month on this. Excuse me, and he's he's a he's a, already a podcast host. He's a fitness professional, but we helped him go layers deep into why he does what he does, how he can speak about what he does and taking some, some of the things that he had to overcome in his life and insert them into the story. But we took it from a place of being or feeling like a victim into having the ultimate power to, to get up in front of others, to be vulnerable. You know, he, he teared up multiple times. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you know, as a man, you don't want to cry in front of another man. And I said, no, I said, you step into that emotion. You step into it. Cause it's one thing I had to learn. Like there's nothing wrong with getting up 
and telling something so passionate that it brings you to tears. Like if you were on a stage and that happened, everyone in that crowd would start clapping. No one's going to be like, look at this punk up here crying. Right. So letting that emotion show is the ultimate strength. All right. So when I first put this out a year ago, I had way too much stuff in it. And I tried to mix business stuff with accounting stuff and marketing stuff and branding stuff. And it, it was just too much. It was too confusing. It made sense to me because I wrote it. <laughs> but with other people, it just it was too much. So I went through and I condensed it and we're just solely focused on creating your core story. And as you go through these modules, some of the questions may throw you up as Kurt says in his testimonial video, he's, he was going through, it's like, why is he asking me this? But the further you go into it, you'll see it all ties in together and it all makes sense. So by the, by the end of these four modules, let's just say you decided, you know, you're thinking about starting a podcast and this will help you get clear on your message, get clear on the power in each one of, of the stories or each one of the topics that you want to share. It'll get you clear on who your target audience is, what their biggest needs are, what their biggest frustrations are, and how your show is the right show to help them address those needs. And then at the end of it, you'll be able to put together at, at, at minimum a 20 to 30 minute keynote presentation that if you decide you want to speak on virtual stages, schools, or on live stages, you'll have that information ready. And then as an added bonus, I'm going to get you guaranteed booked on five podcasts, and I'm going to give you a template for a media pitch. So if you want to try to get picked up by the local news to share your story. And one, one thing I, I don't want you to, I mean, one thing I want you to take away from this is that the stories don't have to be these earth-shattering, huge stories. It could be something that you went through, and you'll be surprised the power that we find in that story. So like when I was going through with my three testers of this program, you know, there were things that they would say and I would stop. We would expand on it and be like, wow. Like, you know, like I really didn't think that that was a part of the story that would really touch someone's life. Because again, it's not so much the what happened. Like I can tell you, yeah, I had a bad knee injury. You know, those of you who watch the show, you know, that's part of my core story. Like that knee injury is really what put me on this path to unbreakable resilience. And like, I know that I can get through anything from going through that, but it's not the act of my kneecap separating from my patella tendon. It was the journey after everything that I did after that point to where I was told I wouldn't run again. And then I ran again. I was told I wouldn't jump again. I jumped again. I told I'd probably never be able to compete at the same level. And I'm actually stronger and doing better than I was before the injury. See, that's the stuff that's going to inspire people. So if, if someone's dealing with a current injury and they're told X, Y, Z, they can hear my story and say, listen, always listen to your doctor, but you can also listen to your body, you know, because our, our human body's ability to heal is absolutely amazing when you allow it. Because we have to remember our brains are our computers. So if we tell our body, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're right, your body's gonna respond appropriately. But when, when you're feeding your body positivity, positivity, then you're gonna get positive results most of the time. And so again, that's what worked for me. And I've had seven surgeries. So I bring a, a lot to the table here. And 
whenever I get on these virtual stages and people hear about my athletic accomplishments, and then I throw out that I've had seven surgeries, then they're like, how? They're like, how, how, how did you do that? And it's because I put myself in a position to come back quickly. Like my last surgery was on my right elbow and I'm right-handed. So for about six weeks prior, I did everything left-handed. So I was shaving, brushing my teeth, you know, cleaning myself in the shower, like everything, you know, cooking, cutting, writing my name. So I gave myself six weeks to get my left side ready, ready to fire. So when this one went under the knife, I was ready to go and I didn't miss a beat. Not at all. And so too many times we're just told, all right, you can't do this. And so you just don't, you just don't even try. And so my, my thing is, again, this is what worked for me is I, I took the doctor's advice and then I just kind of found my own thresholds and I made sure I stayed below the pain threshold, but I just started moving a little more, started putting a little more pressure, see what I can handle. And then next thing you know, I go for, for my follow-up appointments and, and I have full range. You know, when I ha- had my shoulder surgery, they're like, no one ever has full range this soon. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, I, I listen to my body and, and what my body's able to do, I allow it to do. See, so again, so it's not about just that I had an injury or I had surgery. It's the steps after the surgery. That's where the power lies. So if you go through a bad divorce, it's not so much the divorce. It's not the ugliness of the divorce. It's how did you move on from the divorce? How did you pick up those pieces? When did you start prioritizing yourself again? When did you stop feeling the hurt or was able to to move on in spite of the hurt? You know, if you were in an abusive relationship, you know, again, somewhere in there, there were steps where you decided, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. It's from that moment forward where the power is in that story. You know, obviously it's awful for, for that to happen to anyone, but it's the bounce back. So, and that's how, how you take that bad situation and you turn it into something that can keep someone else from getting in that situation. Or if they're in that situation, they know that they can get out of it from you sharing your story of how you got out of it. And it could be like I had uh, Nick on the show a few weeks ago, the four-time cancer survivor, survivor and dealing with type 1 diabetes, like four times. And, it, you know, you can go back and check out that episode because his story is pretty amazing. But but even, even with his story, we were still able to dig a little deeper and actually have his book here, Through the Fire. You know, but like we would eat, even though he's got kind of book out, we were still able to find some, some, some deeper parts in his story. And so, so that's the, per, that's the purpose of this program. And it could just be something like you could be a student and you want to interview your best. And there's programs out there about interviewing, but nothing like this. And I worked with a young man, he's down in Florida and we worked on his interview, on his resume, on his cover letter. He said he had issues getting hired. And then once we were done, within two weeks, he got an internship on, on campus. Whereas he was saying before, he's like, I got all these things out. I'm talking to people. I'm going on interviews. And we just switched the way he spoke about himself. And that's why I named the program Speak About Yourself Out Loud. Where we completely took his, like, I didn't give him anything new. I just took what he gave me and expanded it rather than saying, yes, I used to work as a freelance writer. It's like, that's just so, it's so boring. It's vague. 
And I was like, what about writing lights your soul on fire? Like, what do you want your audience to get when they read your articles? And and we just went down that that rabbit hole. And then we came out of it with just an amazing resume. And then I helped him practice his interviewing. And by by the end of it, you know, took a, took a few sessions, but by the end of it, he was able to, he was sitting up nice and tall. He was he was articulate, you know, his face brightened up because you could tell he was talking with passion. And so like, I know I'm definitely onto something here with this program. So if you want to get involved, you know, re- reach out to me. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk for about 15 minutes. You can give me one of your stories and I'll show you with that one story in only 15 minutes, how we can transform that into something completely powerful. There's no charge for that. Then after that, if you want to move, move on, I have three, three different tiers. We can talk about that, but I'm telling you this program, I am on to something. So Speak about yourself out loud. Get it now before this thing blows up because it's going to go. There's a huge need for this. There's a huge market for this. And I mean, it's like I'm working with people who are speakers already, people who have radio shows already, and we're still taking it to another level. All right. So I want to leave you with that. Thank you very much for tuning in and have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years.